Hi, my name's Edie. I'm 17. I'm a rising senior in high school. I'm Chinese American. I'm an introvert. I'm a dancer. I do theater. I could go on, but to save you some time, I won't. All I'm saying is that everyone has a unique set of attributes from which an individual voice emerges. So, with that, welcome to my podcast, Voices. Here we talk about a lot of things, but what's important is that everyone who shares uses their voice to discuss the topic at hand. Part of being human is discovering your voice, but it's also about learning the voices of others. Today I'm talking with an old friend, Lucy DeJesus. Before she moved away, we became obsessed with the biggest Broadway craze, Hamilton the Musical. Recently, the film version of the show was released on Disney+, and for many, it sparked feelings of nostalgia. Lucy and I are going to talk about the musical and its impacts, especially representation. But before we get into it, here's Lucy. Hi, my name's Lucy. I'm a rising senior in high school. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm an extrovert. I'm super into astrology and I'm a Sagittarius. I value hard work. I'm super driven and ambitious. I have a lot of goals for my future that I'm really set on achieving. I value my relationships above all else. The people in my life mean so much to me, including my friends and family. What can I say? I've always been a people person. I wanted to be on Evie's podcast today because I think now more than ever, conversations are so valuable. It's so important to hear other perspectives and experiences because we're all so different and this podcast is a great way to do it. Before we dive into any questions, I felt it was necessary to give you a little backstory. Lucy and I met during the summer of 2015, right as Hamilton the Musical was entering the whole scene. It really had been around for a little while at a smaller off-Broadway theater, but it opened on Broadway in August of 2015, and then it blew up. I was in homeroom with Lucy that year, as well as our friend Coral. The three of us were also in the same Chinese class, and we were all dancers, so we started hanging out more, and by January 2016, somehow we all found Hamilton. If I'm correct, Lucy introduced it to us, and we were instantly hooked. From February through the summer of 2016, Hamilton was my entire life. I liked to call it the Hamilton era. I only listened to the Hamilton soundtrack for those five or so months. I had a Hamilton-themed birthday party, and I even made a Hamilton fan account on Instagram. Lucy, Cole, and I liked to call ourselves the Skylar sisters, because at the time, we each matched a Skylar sister perfectly. Lucy was Angelica, Coral was Peggy, and I was Eliza. We even made a music video of us performing the Skylar sisters' song from the musical. And that group was really special because we were just three 7th grade theater dorks, and even though the whole world was obsessed with Hamilton, it felt like we were the only three. Hamilton is incredible for so many reasons, but a huge thing for us as people of color was that the cast of Hamilton is made up of people of color, and it was the first time we had been exposed to that kind of representation. I just talked a bit about my Hamilton era, but why don't you describe yours? What were some of the highlights? Well, my Hamilton era was just about as geeky as a Hamilton era can get. You know, middle school, I feel like, is filled with a lot of obsessions, whether it's a boy band or it's a book or it's a TV show. And I feel like Hamilton was my thing. Um, Like you were talking about before, we made a lot of music videos um, because what else would you make with a musical? And I think that they were pretty top notch. I read all the books. Edie actually gave me the Hamilton book, which I still have on my bookshelf. I'm looking at it right now. It's one of my faves. I read it multiple, multiple times because it's actually a quick read. I memorized all the lyrics because you can't really listen to Hamilton and not memorize all the lyrics. Or maybe I'm just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And 
for my birthday, like both of those years in middle school, I got Hamilton gifts like all the time. Like my birthday cards, my friends all themed them Hamilton. It was kind of, it was kind of our thing. We didn't really know anything else. (laughs) I agree. But what about Hamilton stood out to you when you were 13? So I remember, I actually remember the moment I first heard Hamilton. I was in the car, I was in the back seat. My mom and my sister were in the front and my sister's like a theater kid or she was at least back in the day, you know, five years ago (laughs) or however long it's been. So she played some of the music for me. And I remember the first song I heard was actually Take a Break and Say No to This, which if you've ever listened to the musical, it's kind of an interesting pivotal point in the plot where Hamilton has an affair and his wife. So I was a little bit confused, but also intrigued because I haven't really listened to anything like it before. And I was just so like starstruck. And she told me after that, that it actually followed a founding father Alexander Hamilton. And when I was 13, I was like, I have no idea who that is. I know George Washington. That's probably it. (laughs) But it almost made it more interesting that it was like a true story, quote unquote. And it sounded really cool. It was like not like it wasn't like Greece or Sound of Music. It was different. It was new. And I think that really excited me. And I was excited to memorize every word for some reason. And I think that also sparked an interest in musical theater for me because I was always a ballet dancer as a kid. I wasn't really like a theater kid. But after I started listening to Hamilton, I was like, huh, maybe this is an aspect of interest that I could actually get into. So that's when I started listening to more musical theater. And that's when I got involved in the drama program at the middle school. And (laughs) yeah, and I think that's, yeah, that's what it meant to me when I was 13. And what do you see, like, differently now that you're 17, four years later? Yeah, so I think the thing that was really, really different about listening to it and watching it now that I'm 17, when I was younger, it was more just, like, about the excitement and about the characters and about the music. But when I rewatched it, re-listened to it, I was really, like, taken aback by the message, like, the numerous messages that were put in the musical like the message of revolution and ambition. And I was like really intrigued about Hamilton and Burr and like their each individual inner conflicts in their brains. And it's like, I really related to both of their like inner conscience, like very in their own different ways. Like I want to constantly be striving for more like Hamilton, but Burr is like too scared. And he's like afraid of how it's going to affect the people around him. and obviously I don't really relate to these founding fathers because you know I'm a 17 year old girl in the 21st century and they're Mm -hmm. you know musical characters from the late 1700s but my favorite songs are like my shot and wait for it and just those two are every time I listen to them I just get really emotional because it's just like wow like this just describes the way I live my life in Mm -hmm. a weirdly accurate way so I think I think my 17 year old self is a lot more in-depth with her analysis (laughs) but I think it I think it also makes sense because I am four years older or five years older however but yeah yeah I was watching it too and noticing like there's just so many things that I just completely did not understand and when I was in seventh grade and I don't know I was just finding it so amusing that like I was so obsessed with Hamilton, but I just did not, like, so many things in that show just went right over my head. You know the whole idea where it's like, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? 
I didn't understand that. And I was just like, I would always just sing it. But now I'm like, well, now I know what that means. And now I know like how that affects Burr, like his character. And it's just like, I had like so many revelations when I was watching it. I don't think I mentioned this, but I was able to see Hamilton live on April 22nd, 2016. And I know you've seen it. Um, when did, wait, when did you see it? I saw it April 16th. So we saw it like week after each other. Wow. So April 2016 is when we both saw it. But do you think you fully appreciated Hamilton then? So when I saw it, it was with the original Broadway cast. And I'm assuming that was the same for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot that had happened to you too. And honestly, every time I say that, I always feel annoying because people are like, oh, you saw Hamilton? I'm like, yeah, with the original Broadway cast. Like, no big deal. <laughs> and people are always like, whoa. And 13-year-old me, like, 13-year-old me was so excited, like, so excited. And I think I appreciated it for what it was. I think if I saw it today, I would appreciate it in a different way. But I think there was just this buildup that I had been really excited about for the months and months and months of being obsessed with the musical. And I remember that day, like, like moment after moment, I can remember every single moment. I remember every single cast member I met, like Debbie Diggs and Renee Elise Goldsberry. I was like, I remember all their interactions and they were so sweet. And I remember just sitting in that little seat waiting for the first note of the first opening number to come on. And I was just really excited. And the power of some of the dance numbers, like the Battle of Yorktown, wow, that I was spellbound by that number in person. Like the film is great, but there is something about some of those powerful numbers, like my shot in Battle of Yorktown and Room Where It Happens, like there's just something about them that you cannot recreate unless you're in the space. And it doesn't have to be the original Broadway cast, but it's just something about experience it, experiencing it like in person that was hard to recreate. But I think the film did that really well anyway. But I think I did appreciate it for what it was, even though I was so young. I think I was still as ecstatic as I would be today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is also really nice to say, but I've seen Hamilton twice. I saw it mm-hmm. in Chicago. And I, you just mentioned like, it doesn't matter, like the cast, which is like, when I saw it in Chicago, I was expecting to not like it as much because I was like, well, it's not like the same people. So how would I like it? But you know, it's a lot of the show does have to do with how, or like the film, at least how those actors portray the characters. But like so much of it is about the set and the costumes and just the music, the lyrics and that, that anyone, any set of actors can perform. And it was just like, I don't know, seeing it with a new set of actors that like aren't singing on the soundtrack was kind of refreshing in a way. Just like Mm. I get to see, generally it was very like similar and just as mind blowing, but like you get to see how different people kind of interpret the characters, which is pretty cool. And I just mentioned a couple of different like aspects of the genius behind Hamilton, but what is one of your favorites? So I had to pick two (laughs) (laughs) because... This show is just, it was everything to me, but Mm -hmm. I think that I had to pick two, but I think that there is one that stands out just a bit more. I think it's the lyrics, personally, not just the music, but the actual words. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, they've just always spoke to me, even like you said, when we were younger, it didn't really like click as much as it does now that we're older, but Mm -hmm. I remember you're going to relate to this. I remember in seventh grade, our seventh grade English teacher like Mm -hmm. wrote us personalized notes at the end of the year. And she like gave everyone quotes, just random quotes that like reminded her of us or like the way we were students. Mm -hmm. And I remember she wrote me 
the lyric from I shot those I'm past patiently waiting I'm passionately smashing every expectation every act is an act of creation and I remember reading that in my little note I was I was just like I didn't get it because the rap is so fast mm-hmm. I would sing along but I didn't get it but I read the words written down and I was like I am past patiently waiting mm-hmm. I'm going to pa-. like I felt like it really resonated with me and so ever since then, I get so emotional listening to my shot. It's my absolute favorite. And I, the end, like the, I don't know if it's called the bridge, but the last rap of the song before the final chorus, I sing that so loud. Mm-hmm. And it's like my favorite because I just feel it in my heart and soul. And I'm like, wow, it just is incredible. But, and it's like, also, there's just so many lyrics. Like the way you talked about, like, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? And it's like, you have to stand for something or what do you, what is, what, what is life if you don't have anything you're passionate about mm-hmm. or like, this is not a moment. It's a movement. Like the yeah. fight isn't over. We're still going, especially our generation. I'm like, yeah, that one is so relevant. That I know, and I see that at protests and mm-hmm. on social media all the time because it is, it's like, just because we're angry now doesn't mean we're not going to be angry later. Like we're not done. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of lines in that show just because of like the revolutionary theme there's a lot of lines in that show that can really resonate with us today and yeah also the dance mm-hmm. <laughs> the dancing Oof, that choreography it's wow like andy B- blankenbuehler you are a genius <laughs> he is mm-hmm. it's like i've heard i've heard a few people say i read some articles that were like you know what like Hamilton is about the music. Seeing it in person or watching the movie isn't going to make, isn't going to change much. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are on a completely different page. Mm -hmm. Because that choreography isn't like, it's just the way it's staged and the way it just works so well. Like the choreography in the room where it happens, I love that choreography. I'm like, ooh, I'm like dancing along. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, the bullet choreography do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The ensemble member that yeah. resembles the bullet in the world was wide enough. It's just mm-hmm. so clever. And it's like, wow. As you were talking about the lyrics that like stand out to you, I'm realizing now that when I was in seventh grade, there were lyrics that like I could understand and could feel, even though I didn't really understand like the whole like deeper meanings in the show. But I remember in, well, in my shot, he says, I'm young, scrappy and hungry and I'm not throwing my shot. And that for some reason, I don't really know why, but like that when I was in seventh grade, I just like related to that. And even though I wasn't really that ambitious when I was younger, <laughs> there was something about it that I, like I thought I had like found something with Hamilton. I was mm-hmm. like, this is like, this show is so special to me and I want to keep, I don't know, following whatever feeling that is that I feel when I think about and listen to Hamilton and that the young, scrappy and hungry was like, especially the hungry part was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm only 12 years old, but like this feeling is something that I want to like keep feeling. So that kind of like pushed me to be more serious about theater, I guess. Yeah. Which, no, I agree. I think that there was something about being young and listening to Hamilton that you couldn't quite place why you loved it so much. But I feel like it's because like we really saw ourselves in it because mm-hmm. it's about this ambitious young man who is so young and surrounded by so many big and powerful people that he just has to stand up and fight for what he believes in in order to be heard and I feel like because we were so young we were like we didn't really know what that felt like but as you get older we're still young we're young adults and it just gets more relevant 
mm-hmm. the older you get. And I feel like when I was younger, I didn't quite understand that, that. It was like hard for me to place why I loved Hamilton so much, but it's like super clear now. Another thing that stood out to us when we were like young and obsessed with Hamilton was the fact that most of the cast are people of color. And I think, I can't speak for you, but for me, it was the first theater piece that I had seen with that kind of diversity. But what about you? And how did that kind of like have an impact on you? Yeah, it was, well, I wasn't as involved with the theater community. I liked musical theater when I was a kid, but I was more like a Disney fan kind of girl. But I immediately adored the representation that Hamilton brought. I was I was young, so I didn't really understand representation. It's like when you're young, you don't really understand it, but you can feel it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like you can feel when you're welcomed into a community and you can feel when you're not welcomed. And I feel like I really just immediately felt so like welcome. I mean, I felt mm-hmm. so welcomed by the community and by the musical. And it was so powerful that the entire cast of probably the most popular and most successful musical of our generation, if not Mm -hmm. more, was all person of color cast. And Mm -hmm. it was just fantastic. And when I found out Lin-Manuel Miranda was Puerto Rican, I was like, hey, (laughs) that's like, that's me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was exciting. And it was new for me because I'm sure you relate. It's like, it was new, which it shouldn't be new for Mm -hmm. a 12 year old to see themselves somewhere especially with our access with our access to the internet and the tv we should have we should have seen characters or actors that looked like us or were alike to us but it wasn't like that so it was exciting and we immediately latched onto it because it was like woohoo you know (laughs) it was like that first taste of what it really feels like to be represented Mm -hmm. it just felt so good why do you think they made the decision to like comprise this cast of mostly people of color in the first place? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I've heard like the creators and cast a lot of times say that Hamilton is America then told by America now. And I think it's showcasing that people of color really did build this nation, even though none of the quote unquote founding fathers were people of color. Behind the founding fathers were generations and generations of people of color that actually work to build this nation and no matter how many people try to deny it it's like especially black people and immigrants they really did build this country and though none of the characters were actually people of color it's just showing how people of color are the rightful they have the right to lead this country just as you know the white people do and it just they require the same amount of representation in society and deserve to be part of the story that history attempted to whitewash and erase them from for so long so it's like even though it, they the characters weren't actually people of color it's like taking that history back and giving people of color the chance to use their voice to tell a story that they were excluded from mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah it I does. feel like that's how I see it yeah and I think like if Hamilton if that cast was all like white like all the founding fathers were like it would not have been as impactful as it was Mm -hmm. because for so many people especially in our generation like kids who are going through what dr kendi the author of a book i read he calls it racial puberty like that journey of kind of discovering your racial identity as kids kind of like on the verge of that when this came out like 
this was so, it just mattered so much to me, this show and like that representation. Like it was kind of, I don't want to say like perfect timing because I had no way of predicting it, but like when Hamilton came out, it was such like a vulnerable time in my life, I guess, that I could like latch myself onto this thing and like have it moving forward, you know? The other day I was watching this video that Philippa Sue, who plays Eliza, she posted on her Instagram, this video of a little girl watching Helpless from the Hamilton film. And the girl, she's probably like two or three, but she turns to her, um, whoever's filming and like points to the screen and she goes like, that's me. Because um, Philippa Sue is Asian American and this little girl is Asian American. And that just like kind of encapsulates why representation matters to me at least but why do you think it's representation is so important in the media whether it's theater or tv or dance or anything yeah well it's like Hamilton was like one of my first exposures to real representation and it really opened my eyes to how little representation I had as a kid as a Latina girl who grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods it took me a while to really be like proud of who I was and to really recognize myself because I could blend in in a crowd of white kids if I really wanted to and that's how I lived my life as a kid because I didn't really understand the difference but as I got older I began to notice like my last name was mispronounced and all this stuff and I began to realize that I should take charge of it rather than hiding it but it was hard it's hard to like be prideful of it when you feel like there's no one else around you who understands it. And I feel like the internet should give kids that power to take pride in their ethnicities and in their race. And I feel like a lot of the times it doesn't do that. And especially when we were younger, I feel like we've made progress in the past few years, but it still isn't enough. And it causes like an identity crisis. Like I know, especially me still, I'm 17 years old and I still struggle with not being white enough for the white community but not being latina enough for the latinx community and it's hard to find exactly where you fit and having just tv shows and movies that showcase that struggle is important and there isn't something like that you know and it there's a difference between like you don't have to show the struggle but there's not even a showcasing of like the joy either does that make sense mm -hmm. and i feel like yeah. the only brief memory I can have of like representation of being a Latina was Wizards of Waverly Place which wasn't much but <laughs> Alex Russo was Mexican and she did have a quinceanera at one point it wasn't enough to me because more of my favorite shows like cartoons like I watched like the Powerpuff Girls and I watched Disney Princesses there's nothing when we when I would play Disney Princesses when I was a kid my friends would be like, well, you can be Belle. And I'm like, I don't look like Belle. And they're like, well, you have brown hair. And I'm like, I guess, mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll be Belle. But it's like, yeah. they could be whoever they wanted to be, you know? And so in reality, Hamilton really was the first show where I felt welcomed in a holistic sense, because even though technically there's only a few, like it doesn't matter. And Hamilton doesn't matter to the number of people of color that are like you like I think in reality in the principal cast it's only in the original Broadway cast it was only two Latinx but it was the idea that it was welcomed for all people of color mm -hmm. and that each role was reserved for any person of color so it was like it was like reserved for us 
and we could just be whoever whichever character we wanted and even though I was never planning on going on Broadway and being in Hamilton because I'm not talented enough for that (laughs) still felt great you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I remember for me like Hamilton was definitely the first thing because there are hardly any stories at least in kids like content showcasing Asian people except for like Mulan but when I was little at like, I'd be like, oh, Mulan is my favorite because she's Chinese. But then I like a lot of um, kids like to associate themselves with characters that are like them. And Mulan is like, she's not, I'm not like her. And I don't know, when I was little, I felt this obligation to have her be my favorite just because she was Chinese. But I was like, but like, I don't feel like I'm a Mulan, like personality wise. I'm just, that's not me. Yeah. Um, and I definitely agree with the whole identity crisis thing it's very 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 real yeah and actually sometimes I'm a children's princess party performer (laughs) so I actually dress up as Disney princesses to go to charity events or birthday parties and it's something that's new to me I've only done for about a year but I have loved every second of it but it's really just made it so much clearer to me because I've always loved Disney princesses like I've said but Mm -hmm. I went to the company to perform as a princess and I could be two. I could be Elena of Avalor, who nobody really knows, and I could be Moana. And I loved those two characters with my entire heart, but it was like, oh, only two. And some of my friends would be like, oh, I wonder who I could be today. I could be Aurora. I could be Cinderella. I could be Belle. They could pick from the list. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't because I didn't look like them and I was like oh okay like that's fine and it was so clear how important it is though because like I go to an event and I see these kids and each kid finds their own soul within their other character like you said there cannot only be one like you Mm -hmm. said like Mulan is a great character but not every Asian is going to relate to Mulan Mm-hmm. because she is she's Chinese but there's so many other types of Asians and there's so many different types of Chinese people like not everybody is as like is just like Mulan like there's one Latinx princess Latina princess she doesn't even have a movie <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> yeah I don't it's it's like I want to relate to her but she has very little content and very little screen time and it's like the white princesses have multiple personalities And so it's like you can find one that looks like you and one that acts like you because there's multiple options. Right. So I feel like that makes it really, even though this isn't about Hamilton, (laughs) it's still, I feel like it's still a proper metaphor because you can't just have one. It's like, oh, here's our Latinx princess. We did it. Check. You know, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like, just keep going. You know, there's no no need to stop. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Thank you, Lucy, for taking the time to talk to me and geeking out about Hamilton yet again, which is what we did for pretty much a year straight, maybe. Thank you so much for having me. I loved getting to relive our little Hamilton phase because it was so important to me. (laughs) But I think it's really interesting to talk about it through today's lens, and it's fun to have it reignited through the film as well. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I had so much fun this week traveling way down memory lane. 
Something that's so special about Hamilton for me, aside from everything about it, is that I found it at such a vulnerable time during adolescence. I was in the prime of middle school, which is usually something that brings people a lot of stress and anxiety. Sometimes being obsessed with Hamilton is viewed as hopping on a bandwagon, but in all honesty, it spoke to me in a way that I had never experienced, and my Hamilton era was a vital phase of my adolescence. Anyway, I'm sure I've talked your ears off about Hamilton, so remember to stay healthy and stay safe. Thank you.